Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode. In this episode, y'all, I'm going to be answering a question that I got from one of my listeners. So if you ever have a question that you want me to answer, send it to my email, doingtimewithjot at gmail.com. And uh, my family, they'll let me know what's going on, and I'll do my best to get back with you. If I, I might end up asking that question on, on the show, just like I'm about to do now. And uh, but this particular question that she sent, she wanted to know, she wanted me to describe to her one of my worst days and what I was going through. And she also asked, you know, has prison, what has been a good experience that I've had in prison? You know what I mean? So I'm going to do my best to answer that question. But before I get to that, I want to tell you all about this new initiative that I'm taking on. And um, so just let, sit back and let me read something to you real quick, right? Okay. Now, do you have a true cautionary story about yourself or someone you know or love that lives a criminal lifestyle that's in a gang or in prison? Are you a victim of crime or work in law enforcement as a police officer or corrections and would like to share your story about how crime has affected your life or someone you love? If your answer is yes, I'm inviting you to share your story on my podcast, Doing Time with Joe. To be on my podcast, all you have to do is record yourself telling your story. Your recording must be at least five minutes long, but no longer than 30 minutes. Your recording must begin by stating your first name, city, state, and the country. The reason I want you to state the country is because I'm in 20 countries now, and I want people to know where the recording is coming from, right? Now, you have the option if you want to remain anonymous. That's okay, too. Just state that at the beginning that you don't want to say your name, but still let me know what state, city, state, and country that you come from, and it'll be no problem, right? Now, once you've completed your story, email it to my email address, doingtimewithjot at gmail.com. That's doingtimewithjot at gmail.com. Now, once we receive that, well, my family, they'll let me know, and then they'll listen to it, and if I decide that I'm going to put it on the show, you will receive an email back from them within 72 hours informing you of the date and time that your episode will appear on my show, right? So look, take your time, think about that, because I know some people out there that have something to say, and I want to hear from you. I want to share your stories with my listeners, you know what I mean? And look, appreciate anything that you want to send in. Keep in mind... We're going to read, well, we're going to listen to them, and we're going to make a determination as to whether we put it on. So keep in mind that my podcast is about deterring crime, and I believe in sharing true stories about it, how it's affecting you and all of these things, right, so that people can know the truth about that lifestyle and what it, what it does to families and the people that are involved in it. So if you have a story like that, send that in to me, and I'm going to do everything I can to get it on the air so other people can benefit from your experience, right? Thank you for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you. But now let me get back to the episode that we're talking about right now. I want to talk about, you know, answer her question. She wanted to know what was one of my experiences on my worst days. What was I going through? And one of my worst days is, well, when, I'm, when I am having a worst day, and I have multiple worst days, okay, if that's such a thing, right? And one of those experiences, it involves whenever I'm feeling that overwhelming sense of, guilt and shame about what I did and why I'm here. And when I let that envelop me and just overtake me, I start to feel like pity for myself. And that's not a good thing because once I start to feel pity for myself, I've moved beyond that feeling guilt and shame that will allow me to feel remorseful, that will help me feel remorseful about what I did into an area where I start to worry about me and not my victims and how it affected my family and how it affected everybody that I uh, uh, 
hurt with my actions, right? So once I get into that self-pity stage, I, I, I find myself getting angry and I start to ask myself, well, what about me, what about me? And I soon forget that this is not about me. Once I committed that crime, it was not about me anymore. And I cannot allow myself to go to that place when I feel that guilt or shame that will allow me to be, you know, have that pity part or feel pity for myself and, and all of those circumstances. I, my focus has always got to be on doing the right thing, serving the most high, making sure that I'm living my life in a way that, that I believe that I'm making amends to my victims, my family, all the people that are affected, my community, and those types of things. I have to stay in that zone. And when I'm not in that zone, when I'm not in that, in that zone, <laughs> excuse me, that is when I'm having one of my bad days. And to snap out of that, I always remind myself of the pain that I cause uh, my victims, the pain that I cause my family, you know what I'm saying? And I, I snap out of it. But it's, it's not an easy process. It took me years to understand what was happening when I was in those bad places and stuff like that. Because when I was in those bad places, I smoked me some weed, I do something that would be more destructive to me and the people around me. And that is not how I want to live my life. Now, the, the other part of her question was, could I give her an example of, you know, something good that I've experienced in here? And I, and I got a great story for you on that. Uh, the other day, uh, I was talking to somebody, and I, and I always look forward to these conversations, and I can never uh, predict when it's going to happen or whatever the case may be. But I had a, a young man that pulled up on me, and uh, he uh, was talking about hurting himself. You know, and I'm at an institution where they have suicide watch and all that old kind of stuff here. And this guy, he's already in a mental health program, and he was talking about hurting himself. And, and, and when he said that, he said it in a joking way, but I don't believe that anybody that says that for any reason is joking. So when he said that, I'm like, oh, come talk to me. Let's rap, right? So he was talking to me about, you know, the, the, the demands that the program was having on him. You know, he's in a mental health program and what they were asking him to do and, and all it, and it was frustrating him. And I, and I talked to him, I sat him down, and I don't pretend to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I, those people are way smarter than me and I give them all the props in the world. So I'm very careful about what I say when I'm talking to somebody that is already in a mental health program, right? Or anybody in general, I'm very careful about what I say because you gotta be careful about giving advice when you really don't know the full story of what they're going through and, and how they ended up in the in the situation that they're in, okay? So when I'm talking to him, I, I always ask, you know, are you a believer? And he indicated to me that he was, he's a believer and all this and that. So while uh, we were talking, I said, okay, you're a believer. I said, make sure that your focus, you know, first I asked him, could I give him a little advice, right? You know, and he was like, yeah. So I did that because I want him to be open to what I was saying. I didn't want to force anything upon him. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to I didn't want to go into the area where I'm talking about his program. I wanted to talk about, you know, his belief system, right? And those types of things. So I said, if you are a believer, I said, let your focus be on serving the most high, as opposed to letting the the, the things that they're asking you to do frustrate you. Because if you're serving the most high, then whatever it is that they're asking you to do, then you can make that connection that this is what the most high wants for you. I can't imagine that these people don't want the best for you. You know, they're doing the best they can with the information and knowledge that they have. So they're trying to guide you down a pathway that'll lead you to be a better human being, a better person, so that you can be a, a healthier-minded 
person, you know what I mean? And he's standing there looking at me and listening to me, and I noticed that he started smiling, right? And I'm like, what you smiling for? You know what I mean? Because you got you to gotta keep it moving when you're talking to these guys, you know what I'm saying, in the mental health program. And he was like, well, I just needed to hear that. I just wanted to hear somebody say that it's going to be okay. And, I, and I'm like, it is going to be okay. It is going to be okay. And I said, don't ever, you know what I'm saying, feel like that you can't come talk to me or somebody else. And if you ever have those thoughts that, you know, you're thinking about, thinking about hurting yourself or anything like that, I said, man, please talk to somebody. You know, even if it's somebody that, you know, that you don't trust in the unit, like if you don't trust your counselor, you don't trust the officer, at least t let them know what you're thinking and feeling because you're in a vulnerable place mentally. And don't, don't put yourself in a situation where you feel like you're isolated and all alone and then you end up hurting yourself because at the end of the day, you don't want to do that. The most high don't want you to do that. You know what I mean? And as I was talking to him, I could tell his whole demeanor, his whole countenance was changing. And it just made me feel appreciative to the most high for allowing me that opportunity to serve him in that way and counsel that brother like that. So that's one of my good times, you know what I'm saying? And I have many of those. I wish I could catch some of them, you know, right in the midst of happening and, and, and get them on my podcast, but that's a, impossible, you know what I mean? But I hope that answers the question that I got uh, and, 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 and all of that. And if you have any questions that you want to ask me, you know, concerning uh, my life in prison or anything that I've talked about on my podcast or anything like that. Like I said, send me an email to doingtimewithjot at gmail.com and I'll do my best to answer it. And if, I'm, if I put it on the show, you know what I'm saying, if you, if you do email me uh, and I have the opportunity to tell my family to let you know that it's going to be on there, I will do that. Other than that, just keep listening. Keep subscribing. Share it with your friends. I appreciate all the support. I'm going to wrap this thing up real quick. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.